Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You were meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Okay, hello everyone and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. (laughs) (laughs) He had to think about it for a moment. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. Hey, everyone, are you paying attention? I wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) And what or to whom are you paying attention? When you do pay attention, how do you pay attention to it? How often do you find yourself distracted when you're trying to pay attention to someone or something? There's always a distraction somewhere. Do you know where your attention goes when that happens? Well, Pay close attention today because our show is on paying attention, your psychic awareness. Yep. I'm sure many of you have heard the metaphysical saying, where attention goes, energy flows. Not only is that nice and catchy, but it does work and is true. Whenever you put your attention on a particular thing or person, your psychic energy tends to flow to that thing or person. Now, I qualify that general tendency by saying that energy tends to flow where you put your attention. Does that mean there are times that you can put your attention on someone or something and your psychic energy doesn't flow to that person or thing? Well, yes. That depends on how you pay attention to whatever you are paying attention to. If you are truly being yourself as spirit, that is, grounded, neutral, and in your own psychic space, you can pay attention to someone, for example, and not have your energy invade their space psychically. On the other end of the spectrum, you've probably experienced people who look at you and you start to get a headache or you get the heebie-jeebies, or you feel uneasy. They might be paying attention to you in some way, but they practically bowl you over with their energy since they invade your space with their psychic energy, oftentimes unknowingly, sometimes knowingly. So paying attention isn't just about what or whom you pay attention to, but very much about how you might do that. One person pays attention to you and you might feel welcome and know that you can be yourself, whereas another person might pay attention to you and you just want to, well, run away, screaming. (laughs) The secret to paying attention to anyone is to first find your space to just be you. We introduced that in our previous episode, which, of course, you can always pick up uh, on our show site on the Voice America website easy to find. We introduced that, of course, as I said, in our previous episode. Let's first look at what paying attention means. Pretty much every adult dealing with a young child has to somehow teach that child to pay attention, you know, to be there. How often did you hear your parents, babysitters, school teachers, and other adults tell you to pay attention? 
or that you're not paying attention. (laughs) What if one of your parents was a military officer? Mine was, my father, attention. I know some kids of military families had to stand at attention first before they were given permission to leave the room or do what they wanted to do. My father didn't do that, though. (laughs) We were always told off-limits about things, though. Often an expert training a student, especially in something that involves risk to person or property, needs the student to pay really close attention and not get distracted So they will not only learn everything, but learn it correctly. A lot could be riding on that for many people. So when you're growing up and when you're learning important things as an adult, you have to be able to pay attention. But when you were learning to pay attention, what were you taught that paying attention meant? To what or to whom were you expected to pay attention? You might find that more often than not, you learned to pay attention to external people and things exclusively and not to your own intuitive knowing or other kind of psychic awareness. If you did, whether the trainer or teacher deliberately meant to have you not pay attention to your inner awareness, you most likely gave a lot more importance to what they were telling you rather than to your soul self and what you intuitively knew. If you continue to do that throughout your life, you can't ever find your own space or freedom to be you. Most of us have had to relearn the correct way to pay attention sometime along the way. That means learning to pay attention first to our inner being, our psychic self, and what we are naturally aware of. Once we can do that effectively, then we're ready to pay more attention to others in the world around us without the danger of losing our access to our own inner truth. We have to know ourselves first sufficiently enough to start learning about others, which is the basis of all manners of relationships in life. If we do, then we don't have to have power struggles and, worse yet, competition in our relationships. Now, paying attention to your inner truth or psychic self may seem challenging to some of you. For starts, how would you know if you are really listening to your inner voice or what you're getting is from someone else or from your own ego desires and demands? How would you be able to tell which is which? Well, there's a quick rule of thumb for you to get started with that. Truth as we have said many times on this show, is undivided, limitless, and forever. When you access your inner truth or your spirit self, you won't get an answer or guidance that is divided or demands you to be in conflict or division of any kind. If the answer or message or guidance that you get is somehow divisive or limiting or compromising or even invalidating, it cannot be of the truth. So whether it's your ego harassing you or an annoying being trying to get your attention or someone else in your space psychically demanding something, it really doesn't matter, does it? Don't fall for it. Now remember that when you access the truth, even momentarily, after that moment, this is really important, after that moment of intuitively knowing the answer, solution, or steps to take, often, Doubts and other thoughts and feelings invalidating the truth 
may arise in your awareness. Those are not of the truth either, so don't fall for those, even if there are a barrage of them. Pay attention to that clarity and certainty of truth that came before that barrage. So many people fall for that uprising of what Michael likes to call naysayer thoughts that so often follow one's breakthrough to a glimpse of truth. That's a major factor in what makes so many people not able to trust in what they know and see intuitively. Rather than continuing to pay attention to that aha of clarity and certainty of truth, they get distracted by the naysayers that make a lot more noise in their head. That's another thing about the truth. It's loud only in its silence and peace. It doesn't make a big noise. It doesn't have to shout and scream at you. It just says, here, you can have it. So what you have to pay attention to first and foremost is your inner truth. What is within your limitless soul self? Once you have established yourself and your awareness in that space of intuitively knowing, you can pay attention to whomever or whatever you may need to do in that situation. You can stand at attention and pay close attention to your drill sergeant and answer, sir, yes, sir, or pay close attention to what your teacher is teaching in the class rather than spacing out or looking out of the window. Spacing out is just leaving your body, actually. Or pay close attention to what your blind date is telling you without the risk of being programmed or manipulated in any way. When you are grounded and in your own space, you are established in your inner awareness and truth. Exactly. (laughs) When, When you're aware of your inner psychic self, you can relate to everything and everyone as more of your spiritual self. Without that, in a very real sense, you're flying blind. Remember, your spirit incarnated here. That means you have to know that you are in the world, but not of it. Your body is of this world, but you aren't. If you are mostly paying attention to your body and its sensory perception of the world, You become part of the world and disconnect yourself from your awareness of yourself as spirit. Spirit and the world are not together. Whereas spirit is limitless and eternal, the world is limited and temporary. Spirit being limitless and eternal never changes. It always and forever is. The world is constantly and never stops changing. You have to remain true to yourself, and the world can only be the world and not spirit. When you ground the body to the center of the earth, you can more easily be aware of you being spirit. You won't be as distracted by all the sensory input and information processed in the body and pay more attention to being the free spirit that you are. Just as Raphael mentioned earlier, you'll have more clarity and certainty. When you're not paying attention to your psychic awareness or awareness inherent in spirit or the truth, what are you paying attention to? 
easy. Anything other than paying attention to your inner truth would be paying attention to the world, to what is conflicted, to what is divided, to what is not of the truth. If you're paying attention to the divided, you're paying attention to what is, by nature, limited. When your attention is bound in the limited and divided, it can only be limited and divided. When you have your awareness centered in the limitless and the undivided, then your attention will likewise be limitless and undivided. At least as long as you are paying attention to that. Then you can relate and respond from that space of awareness and limitlessness rather than from a space that is constantly shifting. You can be happy and free even if the worldly conditions appear otherwise. If you were truly joyous and fully at peace, what difference would it make to you whether things went the way you expected or hoped for or they didn't? You'd be still joyous and at peace. Along the way of your starting to pay attention to your inner truth more often, you'll begin to notice the external circumstances and conditions in the world huh, affect you less and less negatively and less and less intensely. You can make much more aware decisions based on your awareness of truth rather than on the fickle and ever-changing desires and demands of your ego or your survival. Does that mean that you should let your body get injured or go unhealthy or even die? Of course not. When you're paying attention to your psychic awareness or your intuitive knowingness or your awareness of inner truth, you can better take care of your physical body and things of the world as well. Absolutely. You'll be able to make decisions regarding their care based on what is truer to you rather than plunging into the minutia of micromanaging, trying to control your body and the world around you piecemeal. It's like when you unconditionally love someone. You look to what is the decision that most fully supports your loved one's purpose, right? Rather than trying desperately to impose your desire for them on them. A lot of people, I've watched a lot of people do that, of just because they love someone so much, they try to impose their ideas, their beliefs, their decisions on someone else or what they think, their judgments, what they think would be better for them. And Anybody who's ever tried that, guess what, folks? <laughs> Did it work? No. <laughs> it allows that other person to have his or her own space and live their own life, all the while fully supporting their choices. Ah, yes. That's when you have to get past all the conditions of your love and become less and, con less, and less conditional, more and more unconditional. Spirit always offers the best for the person and the particular situation, but the offer is on the table without demand or coercement of any kind. Here it is, Spirit offers. It's up to you what to do with it. No strings attached, ever. Wouldn't you like to live in the peace of that way of living? 
Yet, what keeps any of us from taking up on such a generous and free offer? Ah, once again, what is it that we pay attention to more? Whenever we pay attention to our inner truth, all else fades away in contrast to the joy and peace of that limitless and all-giving truth. Yet, once we catch even a glimpse of that truth, the naysayer thoughts, feelings, and the images in which they are contained in have a kind of internal uprising. In some way, they all protest quite loudly in our mind by saying, no, no, we won't go. (laughs) That's what it sounds like to me anyway. (laughs) No, no, we won't go, right? How often do you fall for all that mental and emotional ruckus? Do you let that noise drown out the eternal silence of truth? In truth, nothing can ever drown out the eternal silence and peace of truth. But if you pay sufficient attention to the naysayers that are fearful and antagonistic to truth, you might start just forgetting the experience of truth, that clarity and certainty you had, but for a moment before the protest march began in your mind. Ah, we're coming up on our first break, and this is the time we like to tell you about things we have going on and invite you to them. Well, we have a brand new set of seven teleclasses starting this Saturday, August 21st, from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time. We'll launch this new set of our class, You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think, developing your soul abilities for your spiritual growth and fulfillment with a class titled Tinker Taylor, Soldier Sailor, Energy Work to Navigate Your Career Path. This seven weeks is going to be dedicated to creating and transforming your life, psychic energy work for your career and work life. And by the way, even if you aren't working or retired or haven't started working, you might enjoy this series as well. And all the classes have really fun names. So the first one I just Mentioned Tinker Taylor, Soldier Sailor, Energy Work to Navigate Your Career Path is the first one. Whose Problems Are You Taking Home? Energy Work to Heal Yourself from Your Work is the second one. Taking Care of Your Giving, Energy Work to Reset Your Daily Workspace. The next one is Your Journey and Your Destination, Energy Work to Heal Your Work Life. The next one after that, number five, is Coach, Carriage, Wheelbarrow, Cart. Energy work to move forward in your career. Aren't these fun? The sixth one is, oh, no, not you again. Energy work to heal your work relationships. And the final one is rich man, poor man, beggar man, thief. Energy work to step up your wealth. And, and of course, career is, is anything you spend a significant amount of your life doing. Doing, absolutely. Yeah. And if you decide to get all seven classes, you get a very nice discount. And also a shout out to our SHAPE group. Uh, We are starting our next reading skills practicum seven weeks on that same day as well. Anyway, join us on your phone and learn to navigate. For those of you taking this other uh, series, 
Uh, Learn to navigate your career and work path as the limitless spirit that you are will provide you with invaluable psychic tools to do energy work in this area of your life. For all the details and to sign up, go to our August events calendar section on our website, michaeltamora.com, or call our office and speak with our wonderful assistant, Noelle, who knows everything about us at 530-926-2650 during normal business hours, Pacific time, Monday to Friday. We'll be right back to continue with Paying Attention, Your Psychic Awareness. We'll be right back. If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tamora. Beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Well, it's great to have you back. So paying attention. What does that mean to you? How often during each day do you pay attention to your psychic awareness? Let us explore that some more. Yes, and before the break, last break, um, we're talking about the, the naysayers that come up after you pay attention to your inner truth. And even if you get a, just a glimpse of it, a momentary glimpse of it, I'm sure everybody's experienced that many times in their lives where you just get this little aha, you get this little, the, the cartoon light bulb on top of your head going, oh, I know what to do. Or, or oh, I got to turn left, or I have to call so-and-so. You get that, just a blip. And when you have that experience of that blip of truth, blip from the truth, if you will, Sometimes, so often for so many people, this is what I watch so often with people, their intellect kicks in, their their logical mind kicks in, their doubts and worries kick in. Well, God, what was I thinking? You know, I mean, where'd that come from? I don't know. Is that, what about, well, that's silly. That's crazy. There's no, no reason for this. You know, like that. And they, those are all the, what I call the naysayers. And those kinds of thoughts start to take over. 
if you let them. Ah, do you pay more attention to the naysayer thoughts that follow that moment of total clarity and certainty? If you'll, if you really check it out, you'll notice the next time when you, or if you review the past of your experiences and really look at, okay, what was my experience when I tapped into that moment of truth? And it could have been about something that wasn't that, you know, earth shattering or anything, but you got the, you got the window open to the truth and it said, okay, do this or don't do that or, or walk away or jump into it or whatever it is, you got it. But then right after that, you start trying to think about it and figure it out. And, well, gee, I don't know, but there's no reason for me to go there or there's no reason for me to talk to that stranger or whatever. Uh, no reason for me to make this detour. I, I got a, a important business to take care of. And you talk yourself out of it sometimes. How often have you talked yourself out of a moment <clears throat> of truth? And what made you talk yourself out of it? was paying attention to the naysayers that march along. It's literally like they start marching through your head <laughs> going, no, no, we won't go. They have an uprising against the truth huh? because they all come from your ego, which is not the enemy of the state. It's the enemy of truth. <laughs> it goes against it because... In truth, it can't exist. Ah, it could only exist in an illusory world, in a divided mind. Okay, so anyway, the naysayers come out and they go on a strike. They go on a protest march. Do you listen to that? Oh, you can, you can be aware of it. Yeah, you can hear it. You can feel it. You can experience the naysayers, and, but you got to be able to Remember, oh yeah, what do I pay attention to? I just had this moment of total clarity and certainty. Put your attention back on that. Oh yeah. And you'll notice the moment you put your attention back on where the truth is, you'll start to settle down on the inside. Immediately, you'll, you'll start to have this Oh, you, if you put your attention on the naysayers, you get agitated, you get worried, you get afraid, you get discouraged, you get invalidated, you get hopeless, all kinds of things, confused. But if you put your attention on, because your attention, you become aware of whatever the thing is, whatever we call it, we can call it truth or we can call it spirit or limitlessness or whatever you want to call it. But when you put your attention on it, it's an energy thing. It's a psychic thing. It's internal. And you start to experience more and more the attributes, the qualities, the intrinsic experience of that energy. And then on the other side, if you put your attention on the naysayers, ah, naysayers are nothing but disruption, distraction, lots of noise mental, emotional noise, okay? They just want attention. That's why, as they say, the, the, the what do you call it, aphorism or what, <laughs> where, where the squeaky wheel gets the grease. 
Yeah, it's noisy. So whenever there's a big noise, people tend to put their attention on that noise. Well, that's kind of an instinctual thing. We all do that. But the question is, how fast, how quickly can we shift our attention back to the silence? Back to that which isn't going up and down and sideways and twirling and whirling. And when we do, when we put our attention in the source of truth, oh, our attention brings us the beginning of that experience of silence, of peace, of equanimity, and of clarity and certainty. Intuition literally is, is the byproduct of having certainty in divinity, having certainty in spirit. And the certainty is part of that spirit experience. So as Raphael spoke about in the earlier part of our show today, that is all pretty much par for the course what happens with the naysayers march. (laughs) The ego, which in a manner of speaking, is nothing trying desperately to survive being something in everyone's mind. And that's why when, when, you know, you have an experience of somebody having a big ego, oh, they want all the attention. They're really becoming the ego's demands of being something special, something big, something the best, you know, something more noisy, (laughs) more glaring, and just to establish its survival. And that ego gets terribly threatened when you become increasingly aware of eternal truth because it's quiet. It has no room for a noisemaker. <laughs> it's like the cruel hostage taker that threatens or even beats you until you pay attention to it. It's like the bully or dictator that tries to brainwash you that spirit, the limitless, the quiet, the eternal, the silence, the peace is the enemy and never to be trusted. It proclaims that the only one who cares and is there for you is the ego. It tosses you bits of unimaginative invalidations like, God doesn't ever pay your bills. I do. (laughs) Or, where was God when you needed him the most? But I was there for you. I saved you. The ego works very much like a terrorist because it's the universal terrorist lurking within the mind of everybody until we each learn to become completely senior to the ego's dictates and free ourselves by claiming our true identity as spirit. Each time one of us frees ourselves from part of the ego's clutches, it benefits all of us in doing the same. So collectively, we gain our collective freedom one ego at a time. <laughs> it should be a slogan somewhere, I think. Well, one of the things about paying attention is that it really is a way to either your very, very huge awakening as in your psychic life, or it can take you onto a very dark path if you listen to the ego's dictates, as Michael was talking about. And I'd like to use an interesting example 
I have quite a few examples ready to tell you about, but this one I was thinking about as Michael was talking about the tyrant and everything like that. But the other thing on on the other hand of things is being, you know, when you start to wake up, you start to realize how asleep so many people in the world are and you can't judge them for it because everybody will have their time of awakening. However, it's very helpful to be aware of, you know, when you're in a group of people or you're around a lot of people, who's awake and who's not, because you'll be naturally attracted to the people who are more awake. Or if someone who is less awake gets attracted to you, maybe something uh, simple that you say may help awaken them more, because that's what we're doing, helping, helping each other awaken. But I wanted to tell you this little story about a time I was in a pharmacy uh, shopping just for a little uh, makeup or something or other, and I was going up and down the aisles, and I just happened to pass by the area where the prescriptions were being filled, and it was packed. And this was in, when we were still living in the little town of Mount Shasta. There's one pharmacy there, one main pharmacy anyway. So if you live there, you know which one I'm talking about, the bigger one. And um, I just happened to pass by there, and everybody was pretty asleep, from what I understood, and I didn't judge them for it. I just noticed it. But there was two, there were two people who were together who were not. And it was a man and his daughter. And the man wore a boulder cat cap, and his energy stood out like a sore thumb. His energy to me screamed, uh, I am a con man, and I like to pick pockets. And I thought, oh, how interesting. They just totally stood out from everyone else. But the thing is... When a person is waking up and they're paying attention, sometimes you can use everybody else's sleepiness, you know, in a very negative way. And I was just observing this is how this man was using his awareness abilities was in this negative way. And it was just a passing thing. And I went about my shopping. I went through the check stand. I got out to my car. I loaded my car and got into my car. And uh, it's my habit, fortunately, to lock the doors as soon as I get in. And my attention must have gone on to that man so strongly that magnetically he was drawn to me. I I don't think he was aware of that level at all. But I I heard something and I looked over my shoulder and he and his daughter were actually trying to get into the uh, backseat of my car. And you would not believe the surprised look on his face because he thought, this car was unlocked. My my lock looks like it's not locked in right. that car, even when it is. And But his energy was attracted to me in that way. Uh, he just had to follow me out because I spotted him. So I, I wasn't completely in my space, and I put a line of energy into him. And, and unknowingly, even though he was a little more awake than everyone else, he was looking at everybody in a nefarious way, including getting into someone else's car, and when I when he saw me, he and the girl just ran off. Mm-hmm. It was like a father-daughter thing, like one of those mov- famous movies. But um, I had to laugh because I, I did that with my own attention. Another story, another thing I wanted to share with you is what some of you do when miracles happen is that ego will whitewash them out faster than, than you know, anything if you don't stop it. And... Like it's the little things, when you start to be aware of how many little miracles happen in your life um, and you start to validate them, they actually start to happen more. 
So I'd like to use a simple example of a time Michael and I, when we were still living in our Mount Shasta house, it was big and we were having a group of people over and to accommodate them, we moved our big heavy coffee table into our bedroom so that we could put chairs in. And for the moment we were moving it in, I thought, you know, there's this picture of a an Indian teacher that I really loved because it was given to me by a good friend of mine who at that point had passed over. And I was really upset about having lost this photograph. The, it's a really good picture because it's this teacher doing energy work and you can see the energy work in the picture. And we went out and brought in a few more things from the living room into the bedroom. And I looked and it was just that thought right in the middle of that empty coffee table was that photograph. And I hadn't seen it in months. Mm -hmm. So, of course, the first thing I did was I asked Michael, did you put that there? (laughs) You know, two people living in a house. He said, no, it just appeared. And so I thanked the, the teacher who allowed his picture to show up. And I have never forgotten that. And every time some little thing like that happens, it gives permission for more things like that to happen. So uh, be sure when you have a little miracle show up in your life, you put out a thought and it shows up. You know, you're missing your car keys and you looked here four times and you go in, Spirit, where are my car keys or my sunglasses? Boom. And then they're right there where you looked four times when you looked the fifth time. Instead of going, well, how did I miss them? Validate. Somehow they came back from spirit and or were moved from somewhere where we couldn't find them and came in. Well, our second break is coming right up. And I wanted to let those of you interested in learning more about your psychic self, intuitive awareness, self-healing, and spiritual path, that our profound class called Psychic Tools and Life Mastery Practices for Living Your Soul Purpose is our most comprehensive foundational MP3 audio self-study course that we have. You can take it one class at a time or purchase one level of classes and seminars at a time. It is very, very comprehensive and you'll learn everything that we like to teach our students. For details, go to our Seminars, Courses, and Retreats tab under What We Do on our website. Or you can simply call our office at 1-530-926-2650 and our assistant, Noelle, will be happy to assist you with questions regarding the course as well as with purchasing the classes. And I also wanted to make a nice shout out to Noelle. She has been an amazing assistant to us for nearly 11 years and doing a great job. Thank you, Noelle. Well, when we return, we'll continue with Paying Attention, Your Psychic Awareness. See you shortly. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com and be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. The best book ever. Transformational, incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational, a must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. 
the award-winning book by Michael J. Tamora, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Well, it's wonderful to have you back. We're glad that you've been paying attention. What do we need to pay attention on during each day? What difference does that make? We've been exploring what it means to pay attention to your psychic awareness. Let's continue. So, you know, your psychic awareness can come in so, so many forms. And the way I like to look at it is, is as long as you're paying attention to all the input around you, in this, not in that sense of being overwhelmed or watching three TVs at the same time or something like that, but just being able to filter out which, that which doesn't matter and paying attention to that which does. And, you know, with practice, you can get really good at this. And one of the things I do know is when you aren't paying attention to your inner self, your life kind of goes on a, I call it the default track. It's just whatever's happening and, and you're a victim and, you know, the end. And when you start to wake up, you know, like all those people at the pharmacy, I'm sure they were good people and everything, and they have their moments of awareness. But when you're in the routine of life, you can really fall asleep pretty easily. But waking up and being aware of your psychic awareness lets you in on a lot of secrets, including about truth, which is what we talked about a lot at the beginning of the show. So an Example of this is, you know, I've had normal, ordinary jobs besides what I do now earlier in my life. And um, at one point, I was segueing between the two. I had a regular job and I was teaching psychic classes and taking psychic classes for a lot of years. And one day while I was at work, I started getting a really uneasy feeling about um, driving from San Jose or Palo Alto, where I was at the time, all the way to Berkeley for a class I was going to be taking, and I got really uneasy about making that drive. And I, and when that happens to me, rather than going, I'm just not going to go, I just asked the 20 questions. I started asking, is it going to be, uh, is there going to be an accident that's going to hold me up, or am I going to get in an accident? You know, I get, I just psychically ask myself yes and no questions. It's the easiest, and I trust the answers. And finally, I got to, is someone going to hurt me in the neighborhood? Because where this place was, wasn't a great neighborhood. And I got, yes. And then I asked the question, if I ask for guidance when I'm parking my car, will I avoid this? And I got, yes. Because the uneasiness came with images 
of a man who did not look very nice and and it looked like he had bad intentions and I could feel him. So with that, armed with that information, I took the hour, hour and a half drive because it was thick traffic all the way to Berkeley and I went to the neighborhood where I normally parked and lo and behold, I saw walking right out into the street the very man I had seen (laughs) in my mind's eye when I was feeling so uneasy. So I went, okay, I need to just park a couple extra blocks away and I'll be fine. And I just watched and made sure that that man was nowhere near me when I went in, as well as I made sure someone walked me to my car when I went out at nighttime and I was safe. And, you know, this is one of those things where on a high spirit level, you're actually always being being given a choice whether you need to go through an experience like this or not. And apparently my uneasy feeling was telling me, yep, something is up here and you have a choice not to have it happen. And um, of course, I could have just said, no, I'm not going to go today, which Mm -hmm. a lot of people do that. They do. And they miss out on a lot. That's exactly right. Well, um, another example is a couple of times when I've gotten on an airplane, I even had a friend of mine have the same experience. I noticed a big old angel by the door as as I'm entering the airplane, and, <laughs> and that angel's telling everyone, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And I thought, <laughs> uh-oh, something's going to happen on this flight. And sure enough, uh, we were flying from, I believe, Sacramento to Denver, and it had air inversions, and we had to try to land three times. And the, the third time, the third try, uh, apparently... The winds were at 110 miles an hour crosswinds. And when the guy, when the pilot landed that plane, it, there was nothing. It, it, you could feel it shuddering a little bit, but when we landed, he got on the microphone and said, that was the hardest landing I've ever done. And welcome to Denver. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of crazy. So... It's happened to me a couple times, so I always knew it maybe something a little scary was going to happen in the air, but all would be well. And, of course, if the angel was saying, Raphael, you need to get off this flight, I would have turned around and gotten off that flight. So far, so good. That hasn't happened. But, you know, I was talking about um, that incident with the, the man at the pharmacy. I had another similar instance much, much earlier in my life before I had any psychic training or anything. And... Um, It was, I was going to meet a boyfriend, this is way before Michael, of course, at a bar where he worked uh, as the sound guy. And um, when I pulled my, I had this Chevy long van, I pulled it into the parking lot and I just got this weird intuition that I should uh, take my wallet out of my backpack, put it way, way into my jacket and then throw my backpack behind the seat in my car. And whenever I got, even back then, before my training, whenever I got a strong intuition like that, I would follow it. So I did it. I got out of the car and I got jumped by three guys, one of them carrying a very large gun. The police didn't believe me how big the gun was until they found it later. And um, they told me to get my backpack, which I did. I gave it to them. And, of course, went through the whole procedure of having to call the police and everything after having been jumped. So I, in that case, I had to go through whatever it was karmically, go through being jumped. I wasn't hurt. I was shaken up, of course. 
And about three months later, that backpack made its way back to me. <laughs> and the funny thing about that backpack is it was stolen two more times from me and always came back to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, whatever my karma was for that, I accepted it because, you know, when somebody, uh, if you're not listening to your intuition, like, for instance, the second time it was stolen, I was working in a grocery store and I left it at my check stand and literally walked away for one minute and came back and somebody had taken it. And I knew that thieves sometimes take purses and backpacks and throw them in the trash after they take what they want out of it. So that's how I got it back the second time. But I knew I shouldn't have walked away. I didn't listen that time. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's great to hear these stories about uh, close calls and everything where you listen, you pay attention to your own intuitive knowingness. Now, when you tune into your inner self, your inner psychic self, there's a variety of ways, there's a variety of psychic abilities that you access depending on where you are, what, you know, what the purpose is, what's important, and all of the and what your uh, greater ability is and all kinds of different factors uh, play into it. So when you tune in, we, we've been talking about intuitive knowingness, where you just, off the top of your head, you just know with clarity and certainty. You just know the answer. You know what to do. You know what to say. You know whatever it is. And personally, I like that one. I, I use that most of anything, probably. But because it's simple. It's fast, simple. You just know. And like when Raphael was going through her checklist, 20 questions or whatever checklist, what a great idea. What a great way to uh, get to those answers because, you know, we're all educated from an early age for most of us to, to be logical and take it step by step and, you know, make it – the mind likes to have the – bite-sized pieces. So if you ask a bunch of questions, it'll start to give you enough and enough detailed answers, enough uh, specific answers of, oh yeah, is it just that I shouldn't board the plane or is it just that I shouldn't turn right there or, you know, go out with this person or whatever it is? That would be kind of simple, but a lot of times it's more than that. No, no, it's not that you shouldn't do what you were planning to do, but oh, this is what you have to be careful about. This is what you have to prepare for. This is what you have to uh, be aware of when you when you do what you were going to plan to do. Things of that nature. Or you might find out that, oh, what you were planning to do when you got the warning is exactly what you need to do, except having had that warning you might miss it or you might decide not to do it because, oh, I'm not feeling up to it. But, oh, is this, am I not feeling up to it because I shouldn't go to this? No. Okay. Am I not feeling like, you know, I want to do this because uh, this isn't good for me? No. Okay. What? What is it for? Oh, it's because I'm going to make a big significant shift in my life 
And that brings up fear, that brings up a little trepidation, you know, all kinds of stuff, resistance. Oh, so I need to get through this and do it anyway. Then you're prepared. You know why you're going through that kind of stuff. So you can use it in so many different ways. And essentially, there's no end to that communication. It's just not like, okay, you had your two minutes of asking questions. (laughs) That's it. No. As much as you need. And so then when you're... uh, the various kinds of things you tune into. There's the intuitive knowingness, top of your head. There's uh, telepathy, where you get thoughts. And the thoughts could be directly from spirit guides. Or clairaudience, where you hear the voice of the spirit guide. Or a heckler. <laughs> but yet, that's what you have to start to determine. Oh, yeah, which is this? And then there's your inner voice. Different from intuitive knowingness, it's you're listening to your higher self's voice, and it speaks to you. Ah. So there's a variety of ways in which you can access your inner truth. Whatever's, whatever works for you at this time, use it. And then as you develop your awareness more and more, you expand to, oh, this other way and that other way, and pretty soon, depending on the circumstance, depending on the time, whatever, Boom. You can access it in the most effective and efficient way. So those are various ways of accessing your inner truth. When you pay attention to them, it definitely helps in every aspect of your life, including your relationships with various people. You get to know how to respond to somebody instead of just by reaction. Huh. Because, you know, when we're dealing with people, especially in less comfortable situations and whatnot, we all have these reactions that happen within ourselves. And reactions are generally not pleasant, <laughs> but we don't have to be a hostage to them. We can access our inner truth and get past those reactions and respond in a way that works. Well, we've already come to the end of our show once again. Thank you for joining us today. We hope that you enjoyed the show and that it inspired you to dispense with judgment in your life and to bring more awareness. Be sure to join us again next Wednesday for our episode, Energized, Replenishing Your Life Force. Learn how you can come alive no matter what's going on in your life, similar to what we did this week, but deeper. Access your life force. It's free for the asking. Remember, too, to join us this Saturday, August 21st, from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time for our brand new teleclass, Tinker, Tailor, Soldier, Sailor, Energy Work to Navigate Your Career Path as part of our You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think teleclass series. Check on our website or call our office and speak with Noel at 530-926-2650 for details or to sign up. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. We will see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. 
Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.